I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome on in to Faith, Family, and Football with Clark Phillips III. I'm Trevor Allen, Utes Insider for KSLSports.com and co-host of this show. Uh, you guys are probably going to hear a little bit of a, a raspy voice. It's not because I'm shouting at these games, because remember, I'm media, i got to be neutral. I'm just a little under the weather. I don't have COVID, just for those of you out there who are like, no, don't give it to Clark. <laughs> My uh, son was sick, tested negative. Um, and then he gave it to me and I mean, I honestly just have a headache and the voice is just kind of bad, but Clark, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you asking, uh, even better after a big win this week. Yeah, that was, uh, you guys don't like to make things easy on yourselves, do you? Man, apparently not. We'll uh, dive into that game. Uh, obviously look ahead to the big showdown in Oregon. They, they had just announced the kickoff time. You guys are playing in prime time, ABC national television against the uh, number three team in the entire country. Um, We'll talk about that, the whole mindset of being ranked in the college football playoff rankings. You guys haven't clinched because Washington decided to crumble in the the, uh, fourth quarter, so you guys have not clinched the Pac-12 South Division yet. All you guys need is a one more loss by ASU, or you guys just have to win out, and you guys are going to clinch because you guys basically have have a two-game lead over the uh, Sun Devils with that head-to-head with that win you guys had a few weeks ago up at Rice Eccles Stadium. But you guys are back. No more road games, at least as far as the, the uh, regular season goes. You guys are back at home. Does that make you feel pretty good that you guys get to sleep in, in your guys' own bed for the rest of the regular season? Man, most definitely. Uh, we already know how turned up Rice Eccles can get at times, so I'm excited to you know to close out the season uh, at home. And you guys have got Oregon, who's ranked number three right now. If the college football playoff was to start, they'd be in it which would only be the third time since the playoff started that a Pac-12 team would be in the playoff. Second team, because Oregon would have done it twice, and then Washington did it once. But why don't we go back to what happened down in the the, uh, desert. 38-29 win. You guys were heavily favored in that game. The Wildcats just came off of snapping a 20-game losing streak. I know that we talked about 
you know, on the last episode, how you guys weren't overlooking them. It seemed like there were times, especially in that first quarter, where you guys struggled on defense. What was going on? Was it just trying to get your legs under you? What was really going on as far as the the defense goes? Honestly, I just feel like we had a rough start. Uh, it's hard to explain some of the things that we felt like uh, we were getting hit with. They hit us with a couple of new things, and really we were just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, from penalty to penalty, we, a lot of their big plays were, you know, results of penalties, you know, and so – when a team gives a guy, when you give, when you spot a team, you know, just yards and yards after yards just because of dumb penalties, then they're going to be in a pretty good spot every drive if you give them about two penalties every drive. So it's like, I feel like uh, early on, yeah, we just, I feel like we just didn't start off on the right foot defensively, uh, if you would. And so I feel like after a while, we kind of got our foot, our footing, uh, got our feet back under us and we started to play back, you know, the way that we're used to playing. And, you know, really we just had to uh, slow it down, take a deep breath, like they were saying on the sideline, you know, and realize that, hey, this is our game. We just got to play it. I know that you, your dad, and Coach Shaw are your biggest critics as far as the way that you play. You've already gone back and watched the film of that game yesterday. And by the way, we are, we are taping on Sunday again. Back in studio, so we're distanced enough where I'm not getting Clark ill, so just so you know. Um, how would you grade your own performance in that game against the Wildcats? Um, honestly, I, I told Shaw, because me and Shaw, we do this thing every single time where after the game, so right after the game, while we're still on the field, I always say, Coach, if I were to, you know, grade my grade my performance today, I'd give myself an A. Rarely do I ever say that, but usually it's like, I'll be like, Coach, I think I'm like a B- minus today. You know, and that'll be on a pick six day, seven tackles, three PBUs. A, a B minus for a pick six and yeah. all that? Okay. That, that'll be my grade. And that's so, definitely critical of yourself. And so, you know, yesterday I feel like I didn't, you know, I didn't get one target. Uh, I had one missed tackle. Which is crazy because they, they, they threw the ball a lot. Yeah. I had one missed tackle, so I'm super hard on myself because I feel like I've gotten super good at tackling. I got a lot better from last year, and so that bothered me a lot. Um, I even told Coach Shaw this. I was like, it just it cuts me because I, I, I struggled so much last year, and I made it a point of emphasis this year that I'm going to be a tackler. I'm going to be like a linebacker at corner in terms of my tackling. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I missed one tackle. I made two, uh, one of which was a stop on the two-point conversion. Uh, but uh, I, I yeah, just that told was, that was actually a really big play. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And so I told uh, Coach Shaw after, I was like, if I were to grade myself, I'd probably give myself a B. What What did you see on that on that two-point conversion where you're able to get the stop? Because they had a lot of momentum going their way after that, that blocked punt again. I mean, the second time this year that a blocked punt has gone for a touchdown. Yeah. And the fact that they were now trying to tie the game, it was still early in the early in the fourth quarter. But it happened, and what did you see on that two-point conversion play? Because it was kind of a trickery. Yeah, man, it was a trick play for sure. And, like, I kind of had told Malone, I was like, here goes, you know, the flea flicker, the double pass beforehand. I told him, I was like, so I was like, let's not bite the cheese and take the first thing that looks, you know, looks good because they're trying to, they're trying to you know, pull something over our eyes. And that's what they were trying to do. I think it was a uh, fake reverse mm-hmm. um, pitch back to – there was a quarterback at receiver, and they reversed it, and then the quarterback came, and he came at me. And so I was in a weird spot because uh, he was still eligible. There was a receiver, a running back right behind him who was holding the ball. No, it was a receiver. It was number five. He was holding the ball, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a quarterback right in front of him. I didn't know if he was trying to block or if he was trying to you know, get out 
and get that easy dump pass. And so I was in a spot where I had to kind of wait, be patient. Malone was chasing him. And uh, at the last minute, uh, you're going to, you saw, you know, that guy, he ended up trying to put his foot in the ground and it was just me or him. And I bet on myself and shoot, man, I, I just stopped him right there. And that ended up coming after you ended up missing that, that uh, tackle. I know exactly the one you're uh, talking about where you end up missing that, that tackle. He didn't, the, the guy didn't go far because yeah. there were guys behind you, but uh, obviously you're still critical of yourself. Yeah. Could have got a TFL or close to one. Yeah. Your confidence was okay. Yeah. Man, I like I play corner, so like as critical as as I am on myself, like my confidence is ridiculously high, especially in the game, because I'm like my whole thought process is you're if you're just gonna stay away from me on, on you know, in the throw game, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try to be a better tackler. Today's just gonna now that was my thought process. After the second quarter I told Coach, I was like, It's gonna be one of them games again, huh, coach? And he's like, Yes, son, probably. I was like and this is what he told me. He said, uh he said, As of this morning, you're the uh, you're tied for leading the Pac-12 in, in pass breakups, so I doubt that you know they're gonna throw at you. And I thought I so I told him I was like I thought I was number one, and uh, he was like, well, there's another guy that at Oregon I think uh, that yeah just tied it or whatever. And so Verone McKinley, I was like, isn't he a safety? He has more opportunities. I was laughing, me and Shaw were laughing on the sideline. Then they ended up it was like a third down, so on our offense, so we had to get ready to go back in, but um. I was like, okay, from that moment forward, I knew so I'm probably not going to get one target, you know, and so I just had to be a better tackler. And so when, you know, you know it's tough when the games where you only get a couple of opportunities. We talked about this last week yep. and the week before, and those opportunities may be all tackles, you know. So it's tougher when you get one throwing opportunity, one target, and then you give up a catch because it's like they've got 100% completion rating on you. But it's even tougher when you only get two, three opportunities to tackle. You miss one, you're like, damn, it just hurts so bad, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, I take it for what it's worth. And I just, for me, I'm like, we get you next time. I, on that particular play, I just, I laughed because that was their imposter QB. We we call it an imposter when it's uh, somebody. Joiner. Yeah. When, when Joyner was quarterback? Yeah, when it's not the actual QB. Yeah, the wide uh, receiver, which so he, Joyner, Joyner, I mean, they're, they're down to like their fifth quarterback, I think. Yeah, it's tough. They're depleted. And so uh, he was the imposter. They were in the perfect play, you know, uh, backside. So they had three receivers on the opposite side, basically a tight formation with the tight end. So I would end up covering a tight end. Uh, he faked a route, so I was down the field. My man's escaped the pocket or escaped the uh, backfield and then it was just me and him I had to defeat the block and then I had to make the tackle my man's made a nice move and luckily I forced him inside to my friend so all my guys came and smashed him but uh I just was like I'm selfish I want that tackle to go on my stat yep I don't want anybody else to have my tackle and so mm -hmm. but I you know I, I watched that about 70 times last night and this morning but uh now I just looked at it because I was like it's like son you just can't keep on watching that he's like it's He's like, it's all right. He was like, you gotta, he was like, you gotta, we gotta move on from that. He was like, it's one play. Yeah. He's like, one tackle. He was like, he didn't get anything from. Um, two two questions popped into my head uh, as you were talking about that, and the first one is, what is the uh, key part of tackling? Is it is it wrapping up the legs? Like how 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 do you try and make that that a great tackle? Is it just kind of whatever comes at you, or or is there like a certain part of the body you guys are trying to tackle to get them down? Well, we're taught like. Uh, same thing for DBs when it comes to covering receivers. I feel like it's eye discipline. Uh, if your eyes get high, then you're you're gonna get you're gonna get shook out your pants. Um, and you really just gotta you gotta come with enough 
uh, force, keeping your head up at the same time, and then wrapping the motor. We're taught to wrap the motor, especially being a DB. You know, most of the guys are going to be a lot bigger than you. So uh, you're trying to come up high and probably going to dip on your, you know, kind of push you off. And so my ta- my tackling side just depends. If it's a running back, I usually just try to, like, shoot as fast as I can through the knees, uh, make him flip. Um, if it's quarterback, I may get a little crazier and try to take his head off. It just depends. To try and get him to fumble? If, yeah, if it's a receiver, I may try to take his head off again. Uh, or It just depends on the situation. But, yeah, we're taught to wrap the motor. Um, and uh, – I feel like we've been pretty good at that as a defense. We've been we've been okay. I feel like in in some games we've struggled, uh, particularly the games with like Arizona State. I feel like we didn't do that well in terms of tackling. Uh, but we still, I mean, we still made great tackles and great plays. And you guys still like, shut them out in the yeah, second half. We still did that, but it was like you know, of course, we're our biggest critics, and we feel like you know, if we would have done that, then it would they wouldn't have gotten nothing, you know. And so they still made a lot of plays because of missed tackles missed assignments, missed, uh, missed gaps. And so, yeah, man, there's always things to work on, even in the victories. Um, and then the other question is, out of all of the spots in this game, uh, as far as playing the game, you obviously played running back, you played D end, you know, growing up and all that stuff. You've, you've played a lot of positions. You've also talked to a lot of teammates yeah. who played different positions in this game of football. Is the one position that is mainly your mindset is it corner or I know I know people are like well quarterback because you got to learn you know you know you got to learn the whole playbook and know what everybody's doing but as far as keeping your mind right and and confidence high is is that the most important thing to being a great corner yeah most definitely man and you know like you mentioned quarterback I feel like is similar because you know you have to have a short memory you can throw two picks in the first two plays if they're both passes and, you know, you have to be at your team, he still has to be able to trust you that, hey, you're going to bring us back and you're going to score some touchdowns. Uh, corner is the same way, except for you don't control your own destiny a lot of the times. You know, you, you I mean, you can get one target or no targets. Or you can get no targets and then the last play of the game give up a touchdown and now you're the worst guy in the world. And so it's like at corner you have to you have to know exactly who you are, supremely confident. That's why preparation is so big for me. Because it's like, I don't want to leave nothing to chance. Nothing. Nothing on the table. That's why it's like, I prepare my butt off uh, countless hours. I, f- I forget the amount of hours I'm studying during the week. And when I'm not, I'm, I'm on my phone watching Exos, the, the film, or, you know, in class, which I shouldn't be watching <laughs> on my phone. And just finding different ways to, to kind of get 22% better, man. And so it's like, I've even more so been just committed to the, to the details as well because it's like, I've been picking up on small things the, uh, yesterday. So yesterday, right before the game, me and Coach Shaw, we we always you know kind of study up until kickoff. We're, we're we're game planning. Yeah. And so we in the hotel, we were watching some double moves. We we're watching all the double moves that uh, that that Arizona showed on film, and uh, we had picked up on a couple. Uh, we have a double move cut up that the GAs make for us. And so we picked up on a couple throughout the week, and I was like, yeah, you know, we got Sluggo, we got, you know, out and up, we got Stutter and Go, we got all these different double moves. And so we started watching the double moves cut up for probably the 30th, 40th time. It wasn't until we got on the bus headed to the stadium that within that double moves cut up, we noticed the biggest tendency of the game. Nephi almost got an interception on it. Whenever there's a tight end and a a receiver two yards or, or more away from each other, back offset to the opposite side, 
dig route from the number one receiver, spot route from the tight end. We hadn't seen that. We didn't, we didn't know until we got on the bus. We were like, wait, because it, it happened three or four times, and these yeah. plays were, were repeated, but we didn't see this all week. It's just crazy how things unravel, and it, and it becomes more clear as the game gets closer. So you guys end up noticing that on the bus. Literally on the bus headed to the to the stadium. Why wasn't it noticed during the week? Uh, because it's crazy because you watch so much film throughout the week, but some things just don't become a – it's not a clear picture. Yeah. We had so many tendencies going into the it game. Was, it was kind of like the light bulb ended up going yeah. off. We had so many tendencies and things, you know, going into the game and all of these things that we felt good about. But it wasn't until we got on the bus that I was like, Coach, it's like, is the tight end – and the running back always on the opposite side in doubles formation and the receiver two yards away from the tight end, does that mean always dig or has he shown an out route? And he was like, let's keep on watching, son. We saw three or four more reps, the exact same formation, same route. Then we went even further to find every single rep with that formation. The times that it wasn't run, it was a dig from number one. It was a spot from the tight end. So it was like we both just sat there laughing. Everyone's probably wondering why we're just – like we're watching a movie on the bus, like giggling, like, let's go, let's go. It's about to be a pick, CP. Yes, sir, coach. It's about to be a pick. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just things like that that, you know, that just make the the game. It, it really it builds the game within the game, like they say. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier, too. And, you know, the reason why I ask that, it's not that the fact that you guys are, like, not breaking down film the right way and all that stuff. It's just the fact that, you know, for me, for one, I would love to and – you know, maybe maybe one of these weeks we, we can where I end up, you know, just coming over. It doesn't have to be at, you know, practice facility or anything, but just watching film with you just to kind of see how you do it. Because I've never played football at this. I've never played football other than backyard tackle without pads with your buddies. You would love it, man, because you would probably love the days in which it's probably like usually Wednesdays is when I start to really study specific receivers. It goes really just downs, down and distance. Then I go formationally based. Then I study formations. Then I just study personal my, my personal matchup. Yeah. Then I'll study receivers. I'll study their their antics, their what their what their style is, how they walk up to the line when they're about to get the ball, how they walk up to the line after they just got you know a PBU given up or after they just got intercepted or after they just got hit, or you know if they're going back and forth with the receiver. My favorite thing to watch right now. I always ask the GAs to make a cut up of this. Is you know their releases and man coverage. You know because some guys take pride in it. Some guys don't. Um, like, for example, I think about some of the receivers that we got to cover this week. It was a dead giveaway what type of receiver that you are. If, if you don't like – if you're a receiver that doesn't like the man coverage matchup, you're going to get eaten alive by guys like us. Yeah. Because when when we're in your face, we're not just trying to be in your face to, to play patty cake. We're trying to leave you at the line of scrimmage. And so that's that's my favorite thing to, to watch, you know, because – I get to see just what kind of guy that this guy is, you know. And when he's getting the ball, when it's press coverage, is his mindset, I'm going to try to dance at the line of scrimmage? Or is it, I'm going to run through your face? Or is it, I'm going to run around you? Like, it just, you know, you get to you get to learn a lot about a guy by how he gets off the line. I really want to watch film with you one of these days. I, I, would, I, I, I feel like I would learn so much about the game just to even help my own coverage as far as covering the Utes and all that stuff and, as far as bringing in all, all the insights and stuff, because I feel like 
You'll be able to say, hey, it looks like they were in zone coverage when this play was given up. It wasn't on this guy, but it was on this guy. Or you won't even be able to give specifics, but you'll just know that it was maybe a weakness of the defense in cover two. And maybe I would end up having a chance of beating you at, at Madden. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> I wouldn't give you that much juice now. By the way, tip to all you out there, don't ever play, unless you're a Division One college football player, don't play a Division One college football player in Madden. Especially not a corner. You won't complete a pass. No. <laughs> Clark, Clark is basically Tony Romo. He basically predicts every play I'm doing. Because I'll, I'll be like sitting there. He and I are playing online. I'll, I, I've got the headset on. I'm like, hey. What am I going to run here? He's like zone to the right. I was like, so then I end up audible, and I'm like, okay, I got to change it now because he knows what I'm doing. It's garbage. We got to play, man. We got to play fair. I know we do. I don't have a lot going on. Um, all right, Oregon. I know you guys haven't dived into the film much, but uh, they're obviously a really good football team. They went to Columbus. They went to the shoe. Knocked off the Buckeyes early in the year. I think that was the one game that kind of got them into the playoff. As of right now. They lost to Stanford, which is a team you guys beat the doors off of, fifty-two to seven. Um, just early thoughts on you know Oregon. You you know who they have. Some of those guys are even friends of yours. Just an early look at Oregon, man. Personally, uh, you know, you mentioned that stuff. You know about the, uh, the past losses and things. It's hard for me to even look at that stuff with any weight anymore because you know some somebody can say well, Arizona. Well, welcome to being in in the Pac-12. media and, and Pac twelve because it's like the Pac twelve man and really any conference for what it's worth. I feel like uh, college football is special because of that. Anybody can lose at any time. Uh, it just it depends on what you know, which team is having their night and which team is going to be more consistent. So I feel like. Um, you know, we just we just got into a dogfight with the team that was one and eight that nobody in the country probably thought that uh yeah that, that would hang with us based on their record, but we knew that it would be a battle because they're fighting for to ruin a season, and we're fighting to try to hang on to our season. And so, uh, Oregon for what it's worth as well. You know, they lost to Stanford. What do we kill Stanford? So I think that's just a perfect. But that was synopsis. also early in the year when Oregon lost to Stanford. Yeah. I, you know, I, so I think that's just a perfect uh, synopsis or summary for what for what the Pac-12 is. You know, as a conference, like any, it's a, it's a special conference with a lot of talent. But um, I feel like everyone, um, uh, anyone can get beat anybody because uh, it's that much talent and it's that many different teams. And I feel like, uh, yeah, man, that's what makes the conference special. But I think uh, Oregon, man, when you when when I haven't taken that deep of a dive yet. Uh, but uh, Oregon, I feel like just from what I've watched week in and week out, I've watched every one of their games. But I just feel like uh, they're they're a great football team. They really are, and they do some things uh, offensively and defensively that we're going to have to really prepare for. They have a mobile quarterback who also has a hose of an arm. You know, he has a really really good arm, uh, and so uh, we're going to have to be on our on our A game. I saw some fans on Twitter talking about how we both took the uh, the week off. Uh, Oregon and uh, Utah both took <laughs> yeah. the week off, both looking ahead to each other. I mean, I in a way, that that, yeah. that is actually very. I very can't possible. agree with that, but but, well, but it does yeah. look like that from 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 the fan perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I just chuckled. I'm like, man, that, you know, it's crazy. And so Whittingham, after the game, he actually was like, he was like, he was like, great win or whatever, you know, because he always gives his immediate reaction right after the game to the team. And so he was like, you know, great win. He was like. Uh, He's like, and now I don't know who we're playing next, but we'll worry about that when we land back home. And so we all just kind of laugh, like, "Yeah, all right. we know exactly who you're. <laughs> we know exactly. Who, who, who this is a serious game for us, yeah." And so, uh, game of the year, probably. Nah, man, most definitely. I wouldn't doubt that. And so, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be prime time. Yeah, you know? prime time. ABC uh, at at five thirty Mountain Time. And I think this is one game where 
like Arizona State was a game where we had to, where everyone, I feel like they had their hands full in terms of, you know, because some games it's like one position group will have, like they'll have a good old line. It's like, hey, D-line, you better pack your lunch this week. But then their receivers are like, we're still preparing hard, but it's like, all right. Coach is like, all right, we, we got to prepare, but it's not going to be like if you were playing against Ohio State this week. And so yeah. this week I feel like more than any other, every single position group is going to have to really prepare and pack a lunch because it's like, shoot, they got Kayvon Thibodeau off the edge. Yep. Whole line, you better be ready. All five of you guys better have your hands on them. Yeah. And so uh, – And, so, and not even worry about the other guys. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and don't even – Obviously no. Yeah. But. And so uh, like – and then their quarterback. Then they have – a ridiculously good uh, running back, Travis Dye and CJ Verdell, right? No, it's actually been Travis Dye. Well, they they do have CJ, but Travis Dye is the one who's he's been the guy, right? Who's been a yeah. dynamic playmaker? Yeah, he has. Both, he, both catching the ball and running. He's ridiculous. He's I remember really that kid good. out of uh, California. I played on the same seven on seven team as him. But anyways, yeah, I just think about him. I think about you know even their receiving core. They have a kid from from uh, USC, Devin Williams. Uh, they have Chris Hudson. I yep. played at St. John Bosco with him my freshman year. He played as a freshman. Uh, like I did, and also they have uh, a couple other guys, man. That you know, I can't even think of their names right now, but they're good playmakers. Same with their, same with their their defense. They've got you know, arguably they always say one of the better secondaries. And of course, I tell my secondary, my 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 guys, I'm like, we're better than them. We're gonna prove it. And so, I'm excited to uh, to to go against the best. I'm sure they are as well. And yeah, man, I just feel like this is the week that uh. All the position groups are going to really have to bring their their, their lunch, their, their, pack their lunch, if you would. Maybe a little extra caffeine. A little extra caffeine. <laughs> I can say it this week because yes, no one's you can. <laughs> um, and plus, it isn't trash talk, really, because yeah. I mean, it's Oregon, and it's not a rivalry. Um, but this could be the first of two times you guys are going to be seeing these ducks over the next three weeks. Um, final thing, and then we'll we'll uh, take a break. You guys came in at number 24 in the college football playoff rankings this past week. So, obviously, they'll end up having new rankings come out on Tuesday, but we are we are taping on Sunday. Was there anything um, said among the team, whether it was coaches, leadership, anything like that, that even brought up the whole topic of you guys being in the college football playoff top 25? No, man. Uh, honestly... That's why I love my team because I feel like we always keep the main thing the main thing, which football and just playing, focusing on one week at a time. No one, no one, it's crazy. Now I think about it, no one has said nothing about it. It's really? like we don't even, it's like not that we don't care, but it's like we're just like literally like in the moment. It's like, let's beat these guys. Let's beat these guys. Let's go down there and beat them. Then we're going to come back and we're going to beat these guys. It's like, but it's one week at a time every yeah. week. And it's like, yeah, that's crazy. Now that you say that, I haven't heard anyone talking about that. No one said nothing about it. It's just like, hey, we're going to handle our business. And, you know, after the season, we'll look up and see where we're at. Again, being in the media, you look at things that football players don't. Yeah. It's yeah. just the way it is. But, no, I mean, you know, and, and Kyle Whittingham has never really been about, like, un unless he's in that, like, back in uh, 2019, Utah got clear to number five or number six. I can't remember. Um, of the college football playoff rankings. And so they were right on. And basically, with a win over Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, they would, have, Bama. They, they would have gone to the playoff. And so, other than that. How does it work? Five plays against one or six? No, plays? so five isn't even in, in the playoff. It's only the top four oh. right now. 
they are talking about expanding it to eight teams to 12 teams, something like that. Um, Hopefully they do it while you're still around at Utah so you guys get a chance because I think they want it to where all of the uh, Power Five conference champions go to the playoff and then they take one group of five and something like that and then then a a couple of uh, at-large teams. So, like, there'll probably be teams out of the SEC because they always have contenders. Um, But as of right now, it's just one versus four, two versus three in a a bowl game. So – they they usually pick one of those New Year's Six bowl games. So realistically, not that this is going to happen, but even if Oregon, because they're no, they're the closest to it in Pac-12, they're number four right now, right or five, three, three, because Michigan State lost uh-huh. to Purdue, which kicked them out to like number five or six or seven, and then Oregon moved up, and then the Buckeyes went in. So Oregon loses to us. What do they drop to like thirty or something? No, they'll probably drop to like, well, depending on how bad it is. <laughs> because the this this uh, playoff committee watches games. Wow, they'll actually watch the games. I mean, people are going to sit here and like, no, they don't. Not <laughs> not, out, not out out on the West Coast. They're going to watch this game because yeah. it's prime time. It's two top twenty five teams battling it out. They're going to watch this game on Saturday. But I don't know. Usually, usually they only drop. I mean. They'll end up dropping out of the the playoff for sure, and 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 then the Pac-12 won't have a team in the playoff. Yeah, and now everyone's trying to play for a Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, man. I I uh, I'm excited to see it. You know, I'm excited to uh, to play against these guys. We know it's probably going to be a preview. Uh, I won't look too far ahead, though. I don't know that for certain, but I'm just I'm just excited about but taking. I can it look ahead. Forward. You yeah. can't. I can. Yeah, man. I'm excited though. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, the fans pack Rice Eccles Stadium. It's not a late game. Yeah, there's no Halloween or anything like that. Yeah, it's just a, a regular Saturday of college football. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're gonna do our waitlist and wows of the weekend. Uh, you guys are listening to Faith Family Football with Clark Phillips the Third. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. With Clark Phillips III, Trevor Allen here with you. It's powered by KSLSports.com. Music provided by Bryce Phillips, which we'll get into 
how little B is doing here in just a moment. Um, you guys can also follow Clark on Twitter at ClarkPhillips21 and on Instagram at ClarkPhillips3. Yeah, he, he, he will like your tweets but won't text you back. So there's that. You're being messy. And apparently, so talking to, I don't know, maybe I got to look in the mirror or something because I was talking to some colleagues at like some basketball and football availabilities and they're like, Trevor, you're just saucy this week. I'm like, I didn't think I was, but okay. I'm like, I guess I got to look in the mirror now. Yeah, you kind of are. Dang. Oh, stop it. You're just, you're, you're just buying into what those guys are saying. <laughs> in which, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Um, what we are going to get into is our wows of the weekend. Um, I'm going to go first because I think this is just crazy. So Kansas football has been the punching bag of the Big 12. Yeah. And the fact that they went down to Austin and beat Texas at their place in overtime for their first Big 12 road win since 2008. It's ridiculous. What were you doing in 2008? 2008, I was probably in preschool. No, not in preschool. I was... Damn, you make me feel old. <laughs> I was like in second or third grade. I was graduating high school. I, I was in my senior year at that time. In two, wait, no. Yeah, you are probably... I, I had just graduated because I graduated in no, I was May. I in third or fourth grade. I, I graduated in May or June of 2008 Yeah, from, yeah. from high school. That means I was still on the playground. Running around, being bad, kicking people in the knees. This really makes me feel old. But <laughs> but you're almost done being a teenager, so that that's one thing, I guess. Um, so the fact that Kansas went to Texas, and thing is, Texas scored a touchdown, kicked a PAT to start overtime. Kansas came back, scored a touchdown, but rather than tying the game and sending it to another overtime, they decided to go for two. Yeah. And the fullback caught that two-point conversion, and he hadn't had a single catch in his college career. That's special. To go beat Texas in Austin. So, Kansas, wow. For one, that's, I mean, it. it wow on one side, it's really sad that it took you 13 years to get a Big 12 road win. Yeah. But also, wow, that you went to Texas and beat the Longhorns at their place. All right, your wow of the weekend. My wow of the weekend, man, was seeing my brother this weekend win the Metro League title game versus uh, Glendale, man. They had a they had a heck of a heck of a game. They really had a great season all along. Uh but this was just like the the finisher and I feel like um my brother played well. Uh saw his stats. What was what did he have? Uh, a sack? A sack, a, that's it. A sack, okay. A sack so that he ended up having as, one 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 tackle which was also a sack and a tackle for loss. Got it. Yeah, so I think that's a great stat to have as a corner. You don't get very many sack opportunities. So proud of him, man, because uh, that dude, he's, he's, you know, like I always say, he's fought through and battled through a lot. And, you know, to see him finish like that is special. Can we just go go through the uh, season the uh, Dons have had? Let's do it. Because they, they finished, well, let's see. So they actually still have, no, Glendale was their last game. Um, they finished 7-3. and three. Overall, five and zero in conference play. And oh, and by the way, Bryce plays for Santa Ana Junior College. <laughs> I don't know what that was. They had to forfeit against Fullerton in their opener. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe you know, but I don't. Um, and then they lost by two points to Moore Park. 
and then they lost by five to Mount San Juanito, like Jacito. I don't know. You know, you know the California Juanita. No, it's this one. He doesn't know about that one? Okay, well, they lost by five points to that school. The Eagles. But then they beat L.A. Pierce 83 to nothing. Yeah, I remember that. I was at that one. Oh, that that, that, that was, was the, the one, one on, on your guys' bye week? Yeah, yeah. That one was crazy. 83 nothing? Yeah, I think my brother's team, his defense has, I think, seven or eight pick sixes. And he has one of them. And he has one of them. So, like, they're they're takers. Those dudes fly around on the defense. He's he's one of the leaders. He's a captain on the team. He uh like that dude. He he's instilled a, a culture that that I'm like, I can actually say like I'm inspired. I'm inspired by it, and I want to do something like that. You know, uh, because those dudes fly around with bad intentions, taking the ball, forced fumbles, pick sixes, strip sacks, all type of stuff. It's fun to watch. So then they went on to be L.A. Valley fifty six to six, L.A. Harbor forty to three. Citrus forty nine to thirteen, Orange Coast fifty six to fourteen, and then West LA sixty three to twenty one, and then Glendale sixty two to thirty five. Like none of these games are even close. This is like you guys against Stanford every single week. Like you don't expect any game to be close. And really, you guys against Stanford on steroids. Yeah, because eighty three nothing. They could have scored a hundred. I was at that game, and. Didn't Bryce come out in, like, the first quarter of that game? Yeah, he didn't play very much. Which sucks for you, because yeah. you're like, I'm here, perfect timing. Yeah, we were talking on the sideline the whole game. You actually got to go down to the sideline? Yeah, and, I snuck down there. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm Clark Phillips. I could do whatever I want. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Me and my brother, we were, no, so it was after me. halftime. We went down there, and uh, I went down there to, you know, kind of just up his spirits, because we're, 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 we're one and the same when it comes to us really yeah. just being mad or we're not on the field. And so I could tell he was like, the hell like i need this film like they don't understand that i need this film and i was like man be a team guy and i was just teasing i was like it's all right i was like sometimes you know it's like your team doesn't want to get you injured before it even matters um all right now we're going to get into our way list which is a uh, acronym for who are you so we we did it last week we did our our favorite movies um by the way quick shout out to a loyal listener um let me look at who it is so I can give the right. Um, so I can give the right plug because it was awesome. And you obviously interacted on Twitter as well, and it was funny. Because um, you and I talked about the the get out yeah. guy yeah. where you guys looked somewhere, and I, I Googled him, and I, and I was like, you do look yeah, familiar. Yeah, you tried to expose me. And then Peace Love, okay, so it's at... At Peace Love Utes on Twitter, did it for us, said great episode, and did the side-by-side -side of you and the get-out guy. So he ended up doing the work for me. I saw that. So shout-out to him or her. So with that being said, today's topic is top three favorite TV shows. Do you have yours? Yep. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to have to go with Everybody Hates Chris. That I, I haven't actually seen a lot of those ones. I, I, I have seen, like, like previews of it or, like, clips of as, like, promos, I guess, if you Everybody will. Everybody hates Chris. I, I just think it's funny how there's a whole show based off of a guy who hates Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. 
And so that one, it'll probably be uh, Martin Lawrence show. Mm-hmm. That one brings me uh, just memories of me and my family sitting in the living room, you know, whether it be on Saturday or after a football game when it was Pop Warner days to Friday night after a football game when it was high school to Sunday after church. So, you know, me and my family would always watch that show no matter when it was. And so that show and then it now uh, probably Baki. Because uh, that's it's a show, it's an anime show that I watch oh, okay. now. And I started watching really when I got up here last year, my first freshman year. Uh, and uh, that's what I got into. And so, yeah, man, those are my three. Okay, I'm going to go. I, I can probably go four or five. But um, I'm going to go with The Office. Uh, the Office. Everyone talks about The Office. We can also add Parks and Rec on there. Parks and Rec, got it. Because it's kind of a similar type show as The Office, just different different characters and all that stuff. Um, Friday Night Lights, the actual TV show, not not the movie. Have you ever seen that, Friday Night Lights? No. Actually, I've heard, like, Friday Night, like, the is it with the youth football? No. Friday Night Tights. Yeah that, that, yeah, that one's another show, but okay. no, yeah. no. I this is uh, Friday Night Lights. It's about Texas, high, uh, it's about Texas football uh, at the high school level. Oh, I think, yeah, I think I've seen this. It's, show, it's shown on a couple of... I love that. I love that show. Really? Seeing all the drama with the coaches and Yeah, man. <laughs> I would not want to be a, a high school football coach in the in the state of Texas. Let's yeah. just say that. They have what, sixty thousand fans at their games and something stuff? like that. It's ridiculous. It's it's nuts. Texas football is a religion there. Um and then let's see. Uh The League. Yeah. It's basically a bunch of friends who play fan fantasy football and take it to the extreme it's a funny show really yeah the league i mean for those of you out there who don't watch the like rated r it it's not it's not proper it's Uh, it's not suitable for children but it's funny so i'll go with that all right we're gonna take a break when we come back we will give our picks and get on out of here so we can let clark Watch some Go film. watch some film on the Oregon Ducks because we need them ready just like all of the other Utah football players need to be ready. Big showdown coming up on Saturday, Oregon, Utah at 530 at Rice Cycle Stadium. You're listening to Faith, Family, and Football. segment here on faith family football with clark phillips the third trevor allen here with you been a good show i feel like some really good discussions have, have been had and um yeah really obviously a big game coming up on saturday as clark and the utes try to make a statement in the pac-12 conference and get that game in las vegas um all right picks you actually had a good week in college. You actually said what? You're gonna go like what, four and one, five and zero? Something like that. Yeah. Well five and zero. Well, guess what? You went three and two. <sighs> but I went one and four. It's a tough day for you. Tough day in the office. Um you got Baylor beating Oklahoma, yep. which I thought that was gonna be a cake walk and it wasn't. Yep. Um you also so I so Auburn was ahead against Mississippi State 
but Mike Leach and company came back and won that game, which I got that one right in the end. Yeah. You almost went 4-1. and one. And then you had Ole Miss beating Texas A&M, which was right. Yeah. Arizona State beating Washington. You had that right. I had Washington. And then we both had Washington State, even though you made me pick Washington State. So I should count that as a win because you, you were I, – I ended up picking Oregon, and you didn't want any part of that. Yeah. And you put me on a guilt trip, and I don't appreciate that. Um, so overall, you are now 20 and 25. I'm 22 and 23, so I'm below 500 again. Wow. Not great, Bob. I guess we could stick to our our, our daytime jobs, um, which is football and sports media, which I, you would think I'd be pretty good at that. But, um, All right, for this week, week 12, this is the game that college game day is going to. They, I, I'm sure that Utah was one of the options, but they decided to go to Columbus. Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Oh, I know who's going to win this one. Who? It's the Buckeyes. The Ohio State. I'm going with Michigan State. I feel like that they're going to be fired up for this game. All right, Virginia at number 21, Pittsburgh. Throwing a little little twist in here. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good quarterback. Virginia, they were supposed to be pretty good, but they've kind of dipped since they... Lost like to BYU. That. I'm going with Virginia. Virginia? Yep. All right. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Okay. Now we're going to do two rivalry games that are both within the Pac 12. You've got Cal at Stanford. Yeah. Both teams are struggling this year. Cal is just trying to get guys back healthy. So who are you going with? Cal at Stanford. I like, uh, I like Stanford. Stanford? Yeah, I'm going with Stanford too. So you're gonna just pick all my picks? Got it. You want to? I just you want to stay in this one. I went one. I opposite get it. I get the it. last two games. I get it. You want you want to stay in this one? You don't want to lose again. USC hosting UCLA. UCLA. See, I want to go with UCLA because USC sucks. <laughs> and again, you can you, again, can, you can pick the NFL picks that. first this time. Okay, good. Um, you're going with UCLA. They don't have Drake London anymore. USC yeah. doesn't, so I can't. I can't. What about Gary Bryant? No. It's not enough for me. Okay, and then, so that one's the rivalry. Now, a big one, Arizona State at Oregon State. Arizona State's still trying to stay alive in the South. ASU. ASU. Yep. Didn't say I want them to win. I just feel like they're going to win. I'm going with Oregon State. Ooh, that's going to hurt you. That's fine. I still got a leg up on you, man. (laughs) All right. In, In the NFL. I haven't compiled the records yet. I will do that eventually. As you can tell, it's been kind of busy. Um, so this is for next week because we already picked last week's games. or We already picked the games going on today and Monday uh, last week. Um, so week 11, New England Patriots at Atlanta Falcons. Both teams are around 500. I like the Falcons. Wait, I thought I was going to go first. Yeah, I thought you were too. That's right. I'm going to go Patriots. Um, Buffalo Bills hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, the Bills did not look good against the Jaguars. I'm still going with the Bills. You you, you can't go against Josh Allen. Who are you going with? Ooh. Buffalo Bills. Oh, you're going the same as me, huh? <laughs> yeah, 
Ask the first time. You did it about 50 times. Oh, stop it. All right. Cincinnati Bengals at Las Vegas Raiders. I hate the Raiders, so I'm going with the Bengals. Who are you going with? <sighs> Bengals at Raiders. <laughs> you better have your, your phone up to be doing research. <laughs> it's the Bengals. I got to go with the Bengals. So you're going the same as me. <laughs> I just I just have a good feel for this. Now, two teams I hate. So, can I just hope hope for a tie on this one? The Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, just, let's go. I mean, I let's hate both it. teams. Can I can I hope for a tie? Nah. <laughs> then you're going to lose both. No, because if if I if I end up getting a tie, then I get a win. But the problem the chances of you getting a tie I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going with the Chiefs. How dare you? Easy. All right, here's another one. That's actually going to be sneaky good. Pittsburgh Steelers at Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football on KSL 5 TV. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I knew you were going to do that. Because I'm going to go with them too. I don't like the Chargers. Okay, there's our picks. Well, Let's do it. You ready to go on on Saturday night? Probably not because it's early in the week. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be ready. Our practice plan is is always really really good, and the coaches always do a great job of preparing us. All right. Well, good luck on uh, Saturday in prime time. Enjoy it. Enjoy every second of it because just like that, your football career, at least in college, is ending. So it's the truth. Enjoy it while while you have it. All right. Yes, sir. It's always great to be on, man. Which you always great to connect and, and and catch up from the from the week. We got our our wows of the weekend. We got our picks. I won this week. I'm gonna win next week. Stop uh, it. No, <laughs> we got to play some Madden tonight, but always good to catch up with you, Trev. Always good, especially to be back in uh, studio. Pardon the voice once again. We'll we'll get it back. We'll get it right. It's just the grind. November's crazy with college basketball, college football and everything in between. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Music, as always, brought to you by Bryce Phillips. And then follow Clark on Twitter at ClarkPhillips21 and on Instagram at ClarkPhillips3. It's powered by kslsports.com. Until next time, thanks for listening to Faith, Family, and Football.